Are you all ready? Gosh, that's encouraging. <laughs> yeah, we're ready. Uh, I just want to start off and, and, um, and say we've been doing high school small group uh, this past few weeks. We're doing a book called Do Hard Things. And for just the high schoolers that were there, uh, I asked you to write on cards sort of what your next step is, what this week you need to start to do to move towards where God wants you to be. Uh, and I just want to say, and just hear me as a group, uh, I really enjoyed getting to read what you thought and what you put into to that. I've read the cards through uh, most every day and tried to pray for you every day. Uh, and so just sort of think about wh- what, where does God want me to be? What does it take for me to move there? Uh, and uh, so I just want you to just know um, that I'm trying to encourage you through prayer and walk alongside you with that. And, and for some, I, I really want to talk to you more about what you put on your, on your card because there's some really neat things that were shared. There, where in the book of Acts was written by Luke also wrote the book of Luke was one of the twelve doctor, not a disciple, he was a doctor. Very good. Um, <clears throat> there's a poem. Uh, my wife will probably like this by uh, uh, Lord uh, Alfred Ten- 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 Tennyson. Thank you, Bianca. And it goes like this, and it's called Saint Stephen. And it says, he heeded not reviling tones, nor sold his heart to idle moans, though cursed and scorned and bruised with stones, but looking upward full of grace, he prayed, and from a happy place, God's glory smote him on the face. I just thought my wife would be impressed that I'd use some literature. Is that good, babe? No? Very interesting poem. It's actually talking about the spot of scripture we're going to be in. Can y'all tell me... What type of man Stephen was? He, we, we studied this a few weeks back. He was a man full of many things. And it talks, what is it, just one thing that he was a man full of? Can you remember? Anybody? Full of? The Spirit. Very good. He's full of Spirit. It actually says that three times in Scripture. He's full of the Spirit. And we only see him in Acts 6 and Acts 7 three times. He's full of Spirit. What else is he full of? Wisdom, yes, he had it as he, as he spoke with them at the end of, of, of Acts 6. He was also full of grace and peace and strength. and just Everything they talked about, Stephen, is, is what we want to be like. So we read then, from, from, from them we read about how they framed him and they made up lies in, 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 in order to fight against him because they couldn't fight against him with the truth. Every time they tried to fight him, get some with the truth, they, they, they failed. And so some, some of them brought up lies, and they said, this is what he's done. He's, he said that Jesus is going to tear down everything and that the law doesn't count anymore. And he said all, all this stuff. Uh, and so he, they, they, they framed him, and then they gave him a chance to talk. And so when he speaks here, he just, he tear, the full of, and we read it through it all last week, Acts 7 uh, uh, I believe 1 through 53 is where we read. And he goes through the whole Old te- Testament stor- stories. And what he reminds them of is God is crazy. God gives crazy promises. God has crazy prophets. He has cra- 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 crazy plans. He has cra- crazy prov- 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 providence. What does that mean? Y'all remember? Right, divine, and yeah, God's in control. Uh, 
not Daniel, um, J- J- Jacob, who was thrown in by his brothers, the coat of many colors, jo- Joseph, coat of many colors, I'm like, ah, total, wow, and, um, and he was thrown in, and he was in jail, and it looked bad for him, but God was still there, God used that to make him a, a great man who did great things, but we would have looked at the, the spot that he was put in and go, man, that is not fair. That's not right. He must not be li- 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 living for God. God must not love him. But God will use crazy things for his plan to work, for him to reach the world that we live in. So we went through all that this last week. Now we're going to stand and just read a portion of the scripture that we're at. And we're gonna, then once we, we read it, we're going to sit down and we're going to touch on the front of it, right before it, and at, all the way through it to the end. There's three main things I want us to get out of the passage. And it's sort of a sad passage today. We're, we've talked about Stephen, the great man of God. T- tonight we're going to talk about his death and, ha- and, and how he died. That's what it, 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 it's a, you go, oh, but there's so much truth, so much greatness in this. I, I, I want us to all get it. So if you can, turn to, to Acts chapter 7. We're going to read in verse 54 through um, chapter 8, verse 1. So I want to ask you to just stand and uh, look at the scriptures uh, that you have before you, and if not, we'll have it on the screen as well. And this is what it says in verse 54. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the, uh, but he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and, and, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears and rushed towards together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and they stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold the sin Against them, and when he had said this, he fell asleep. Chapter 8, verse 1 And Saul approved of his execution. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word. I thank you for the truth that's here. Uh, and Lord, I just ask that, that you will use this uh, just to, to, to speak to us tonight to understand uh, that you want to do a work in our lives, even right here and right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody be seated. Now, we're going to jump back to verse 51. What caused the crowd to get so mad? He's just preached the word to them. He said things in, in many ways they agreed with. They knew the scriptures. They knew the stories of Abraham and of Moses and the Red Sea. They knew all the stories. And then he, he, he gets to this point, and in it, in verse 51, and we touched on this last week, he says this, you stiff-necked people. Now, if you are trying to get on someone's good side, usually you don't start with that phrase, you stiff-necked people. It is, I would think, comparable to the phrase, if if you were to do something and I were to talk to you, and my wife would probably not approve, and I would say, what are you, stupid? That's sort of what he's saying. Stiff-necked, you stupid. What are you doing? Okay, he's just sort of, this is the crowd that can hurt him, but he's speaking the truth of God and trying to get him to wake up. He says, you stiff-necked 
people, uncircumcised in hearts and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. Now, he even go, goes on to say, man, you're, you're dirty, you're disgusting. And he, he said, as your fathers did, so do you. Hey, the scriptures talked about how your, your fathers messed up and messed up and messed up, and you're still doing the same thing they are. 52, which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as del delivered by angels and did not keep it. That, that, that's the before story from what we just read. So he is just ripped into them. He said, y'all are, are stupid. You've missed it. You're blind. You're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Someone who does the same thing over and makes the same mistake over and over and over again is an, an, an idiot. Would you not agree? But I know none of you are. No, we, we aren't. We never have the same sin that falls into us and, we, and the same trap. And we're just like, ugh. But in truth, and this, this is not in my notes. This is free. Scripture talks about us being sheep all the time. And we think, oh, pretty white, fluffy sheep. And no, sheep are nasty, disgusting. They get junk all in their fur, and they've got to be taken care of. They have no teeth. They can't defend themselves. They, I mean, they've got teeth, but they don't bite. They're just weak, wussy little things that have to have someone take care of them or they're not going to survive. And we're called, and they're just dumb. Dumb. D-U-M-B. Dumb. You and I are sheep. Amen. Let's pray. So, this is what he, he's saying to him. Now, we're going to look at the passage that we read of where they get mad. And there's three contrasting responses between... The, the court, the Jewish court there, and, and, and Stephen. Two different worlds. And we, we can live in the world's world, and we tend to sort of fall that way. But God says we need to live in this world. And let's look at what Stephen did and, and, and how, how that worked. Three contrasting responses. First, in verse 54, it says, Now when they heard these things, that they were stupid and everything, they were enraged. Other virgins say they were cut to the quick. They were, they were, oh! And they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Spirit, stopped. We see two responses here. One group is filled with anger. And one is filled with the Spirit. Okay, right here in, this, in, that, in that one stop... Now, he, he's laid it all out to them, and his words have ripped them apart. The word for enraged there in verse 50, 54, it's, it's translated a lot of times as, as cut to the quick. It, it, it really means sawed in half, that his words cut deep into them and ripped them apart is what it felt like to him. Have you ever had words rip into you, just really hurt? Sometimes we've had it in... They're not necessary, and they're hateful. Sometimes we, had, we have words rip into us, and they're given with, with love, which I think Stephen was doing a last gasp going, hey, guys, wake up. You're missing it. You're stiff-necked. You're, 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 you're doing what your fathers did, and they made mistakes. You're doing the same thing. It ripped them apart. 
uh, it, it says that they, 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 they grit their teeth. They, and, and life lesson here, when someone's so mad that they grit their teeth and sort of growl at you, that's not good response. Okay, you might want to, if you can run, I, I suggest run. I don't think Stephen could here this time. Now, it says here, Stephen, I talked about in Acts 6, 5, it says that he's a man full of faith, uh, full of the Spirit, um, and uh, full of faith and the Spirit. In Acts 6, 10, it says that they could not withstand the wisdom and the Spirit from which he was speaking. And then we see right here in verse 55, it says that he was full of the Holy Spirit. And what does being full of the Holy Spirit look like? And you can't read that and think about what being full of the Spirit looks like without going to Galatians 5, verse 22, for the fruit of the Spirit. Do you all know what it is? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oh, oh, that's like four extra words. I didn't stutter. That's the way you see it. Um, so the fruit of the Spirit, that's what the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 22. 23 says, and as I thought of this, I thought, okay, so what does it mean for us to be filled with the Spirit? What does that look like for you or for me? And I flash back, I flash back to a, a memory of my, my oldest son. I won't say his name, so he won't be embarrassed at all, um, uh, but uh, he, he's here in this room, and he was just a young lad, young lad, I, I would like to say the age of, of two-ish. And God blessed him with a godly mama, but he also blessed him with a crazy mama. Uh, I, oh, that's so sweet. And, um, and so Noah just didn't really take to greens and veggies just like his mama had dreamed and thought it was supposed to go. So his mama thought she would do something about it. Now, she shared something with me in the back of the room right before I spoke, which I forgot about, but she had said she made brown, brown, brownies with spinach. Uh, and tried to get him to eat it, and she would she would do wait it's worse it's worse, and and she would do grilled cheese with pureed butternut squash in the middle of it, like hitting out. Now th- this is what got got Noah. I remember the day that Noah took a bite, and he looked at it and looked at me like I had just um, I had let him down. I didn't protect him, and he. He peeled it open, and there was this, it looked like cheese a little bit, but it was mucky, and it just knew something was wrong, and he didn't want, and I will tell you, to this day, he won't eat something without peeling it apart. (laughs) Am I right, son? Especially if it's from mom. I mean, to this day, we we go out to eat, and he's just like, I'm like, son, come on, you're 16, bro, you'll be all right. (laughs) But no, it really, for like two years, every sandwich peanut butter, and jelly. <laughs> Grilled cheese. I mean, he's peeling everything. Baloney plain. I mean, so we're still trying to build trust there. That story just made me think about what does being filled with the Spirit look, look like? It's, 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 it's when, you're, when you're squashed, what comes out? That's how you know if you're... see. Well, with my wife, you squash my wife, butternut squash is going to come out. <laughs> she did that to me once, and it was a bad night. We won't talk about that one. Um, but I thought, but you take a sandwich, you squeeze it. If it's peanut butter and jelly, what do you expect to come out? 
peanut butter and jelly. If it's someone who is of the world and they're lost and they live like the world, what do you think is going to come out? The world's going to come out. If they're a Christian, they're a believer in Jesus Christ, and they're squashed, they're stomped on, what's going to come out? Love, joy, peace, patience. That's what's supposed to... And sometimes we, 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 we struggle. Okay? <laughs> you, you struggle. But you can still catch yourself. I want you to know that, that you know, anger can start to come out, but then you can sort of pull that in. That's the Spirit of God working in you. And as you have patience and self-control, that's self-control at work in you. That's what's supposed to come out. And when Stephen is squashed here, what comes out? Man, the Spirit of God comes out. Well, all that we know about him, that's, that's what we see. What is getting squashed? You find out a friend just talked bad about, uh, about you. Someone that you trusted. How, how are you going to respond to it? Your mom and dad may have just laid down some rules. You don't like a whole lot, but they're your mom and dad, and it's not against the word of God. It's not like they're going, go kill your best friend. No, you know, it's, it's, it's a rule that maybe you might think takes fun away, but God has placed them over you in authority so you can learn what authority is like. Because so, if you can, can never do and live under your parents' authority, you'll never live under God's. I guarantee that. You know, you've got, you've got, we've got, and it's not you, but, and parents aren't, per, aren't perfect, okay? And if parents says I am, we just like to say that because we're mad. Um, you know, we're, we're not, we're going to make mistakes, but still there's authority over you. And as long as there's no harm to you and it's within God's will and you're, you're, you're not being harmed, you got to follow those rules. That's being squashed. And for you, that's one of the biggest ways you can feel squashed and the biggest ways that you can show what you're made of. Because the lost world is going to see what comes out when you're squashed. And they're going to notice the Spirit of God in you because it's not going to make sense. What? You don't need revenge? You don't need to get, get back at them? Big difference is going on there. So let's keep reading in verse 55. It says, but he, this is Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened up and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Verse 57, But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together out at him. Stop right there. The first one is the contrast between being filled with anger and being filled with the Spirit. The second one is the contrast between spiritual blindness and spiritual sight. Now, the crowd is refusing to see the truth of God, and they're angry about it. They're spiritually blind. They're hardened to the things of God. And in 1 Corinthians 1, 18 says this, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God. Can I tell, tell you the world is going to think you're a fool? If you look at any award show or news show or anything like that, believer in Christ, you're looked at as a fool and a bigot and everything else. And, and you believe in the cross. You believe in 2,000-year-old script, 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 scriptures. That's what you're going to live your life with? That, that's what they say. 
It's going to be fool, fool, foolish, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. It says in, in that verse, in verse 57, that they cried out, they co- covered they, their ears, and they rushed him. I mean, they just, Stephen's, Stephen's a brave, brave, brave guy. I mean, crowd, angry, rushing him. And uh, an interesting here, the same word for it says that they rushed together at, at him is the exact same word uh, when G- Jesus cast the demon, Le- Legion was his name, into the herd of pigs. Y'all remember that, that story? He cast him out. And, and the pigs, it says, they rushed across the mountainside and they jumped off the cliff. Same word for rushed, the pigs did, uh, is the same rush that the crowd is. And it means like a fr- like wild animal-like, out-of-control running, and that's what the crowd was. It was a, it was a, um, a blindness. You know, guys, I, I want you to understand there's a spiritual battle that's going on. It actually goes on all the time. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a world that we don't see. It goes on every week in, in this room uh, as students and adults struggle with, uh, am I going to live for God? Am I going to give this to God or not? And there, there's battle, a spiritual battle that's going on that's, that's not just, just flesh and blood. And it says in verse uh, of Ephesians 6, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the co- cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. There's a spiritual battle going on. For Stephen, there was a spiritual bat- battle that was going on. And we see what he sees. He sh- they share what he sees. In the midst of the chaos, and in the midst of it, he sees Jesus standing at the right hand of the throne of God. Spir- spiritual sight. When you're being bum-rushed by the world, what do you see? And the same, same, same thing applies. Do we look at it or do we look up? And go, God, I don't know what's going on. You know, it says an in, in, interesting thing here. Don't turn here, but in Mark 16, 19, it says this. So then the Lord, Jesus, after he had spoken to them, was taken up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Luke twenty two sixty nine 69 says, But from now on the Son of Man shall be seated at the right hand of the power of God. Matthew 26, 64, Jesus said to them, you have said so, but I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Colossians 3, 1, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Hebrews 1, 3, at the end of it says, after making purification for sins, he, meaning Jesus, Jesus sat down at the right hand of the majesty on, on high. Do, do y'all see that as being very sim- similar to the verse that we just read in, um, in Acts? Look at what St- Stephen sees again in, in, in verse 55. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed in heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. What's the the, di- the difference in what all the things I just read and what I just read there, what's the main thing that sort of stands out? Did you catch it? Standing. 
every, everywhere else where, where we see him, he's always seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And in this instance, and we don't know exactly why, but he's standing. We don't know if it's in, 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 in honor of this man of faith who was, a, he was being killed. And does he stand waiting for him to, to greet him and to bring him home? Does he stand there because he knows Stephen's one of his? And, he, and when, when, when Stephen dies, Stephen's going to come to him and he's going to stand in place of, of Stephen and say, God, he's mine. I paid the price for him. Why is he standing? I don't know, but it's a beautiful picture in what is going on here. Don't miss that spiritual sight. Something is, is going on there, and it, it, it's huge. Let's go to verse 58. Keep on going through here. Then they cast him out of the city, and they stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their gar- garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus received my spirit, and falling to his knees, he cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Understand the falling asleep there means that he died. It's a peaceful, it's a way that they wrote that, that, that someone passed away and died. First thing was uh, being filled with anger or being filled with the spirit. The question is, what are you? Second thing is, are you seeing, with, you have spiritual blindness or you have spiritual spiritual sight. And let me share this one point about that. Initially, we choose spiritual blindness. We choose to go that way. Now, there's a time when we choose that enough that God will allow our hearts to be hardened and we will go what we choose choose to do and he, and he will let us go that way. When spiritual blindness is there, we choose to not look at the things of God. You know, in, 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 um, Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Look, looking to Jesus, the, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking to that's what we choose spiritual blindness initially. It can catch up to us, and it's, it's just something that, that we're going to have because it's what we wanted all along. The last thing, the contrast here is, is hate versus love. Look at, at what occurs. Um, there's no greater picture of forgiveness than one forgives his in, enemy or one who harms him or one who is killing him. The words of, of, of Stephen here, his last words are, Father, do not hold the sin against them. This man full of the Spirit, full of grace, full of power, full of faith, he showed it. All the way until the it's 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 a, it's an amazing picture. Um, the world says revenge is necessary. It's it's we've got to have revenge. Stephen shows that love can win the day. That 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 faith in 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 God can win the day. It says that the witnesses, the crowd, laid their garments down at the feet of a man named Saul. Uh, uh, and in uh, verse 1 of chapter 8, it says that Saul approved of the execution. We don't know if Saul threw the stones. Uh, but we do understand the beautiful, the most beautiful thing to me about the passage here is that Paul's last prayer, his last request, request um, Scripture tells us 
was heard by God. And we see in Acts 9 uh, that Jesus appears to Saul, one of the men who was there condemning him, who approved of his death, and gave him a chance. He says, Father, don't hold this against him. And every right was it to be held against him. Uh, Jesus appears to Saul. He, he uh, doesn't condemn him for St- Stephen's death. He, he, he calls him for God's good. And, uh, and Saul becomes Paul. And uh, we, we've talked a lot about that in here. But does some of the most amazing things, lives an amazing life, gives. He's, he's within death countless times, but presses on probably because he saw a man named Stephen who did it before him. Uh, and he knew that God would be with him. Uh, says that uh, Saul approved of his execution, and there arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem. They were all scattered throughout the regions of Ju- Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Min- many would think when they re- would would read that, go, man, the church must have really took a hit, and in truth of it, helped the church to grow. It took the embers of the church that were growing red hot and it dispersed them around for the world to see. Once again, God's crazy, crazy plan. But it's not for your good, it's for his honor and glory. Uh, Are you being filled with with anger or being filled with the Spirit? Uh, Are we being spiritually blind or do we have spiritual sight and... uh, do we hate or do do we love? Now, the last thing I just want to share tonight as we close is um, Stephen's death is in such a way a picture of Jesus and how he died. Uh, that he uh, was 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 tried. He was falsely accused. They they both were. They were both put to death. They were both. Um, they both forgived those who had put them in that position. Uh, I think Stephen learned uh, learned from the best through through what the Lord had taught him. We 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 can learn those same same things. You know, we, we can't move from where we are without Jesus Christ. We cannot have a relationship with God without Him. Uh, he is the he is the first step that you must have because we can't get there on our own. That we deserve death, just like these that that killed Stephen. That go, dude, man, those guys should have been just wiped out. We sin and rebel against God. We deserve the same thing. But God, in His grace and mercy, though we rebel against Him, man, He He extends uh, grace and peace to us, undeserved to us, that we just accept that we put our faith and trust in him, uh, and then we live it out in honor of him. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much for, for tonight. Just a chance to talk about your word, to talk about a man named, named Stephen. Uh, and God, uh, I just ask that you'll help us to understand that being filled with the Spirit, it's hard work. It's taking time to get in your word. It's laying our pride down when we may have a right 
to fight back. It, sometimes we don't. Uh, Lord, help us be filled with spirit so that when we are squashed, you come out. The world sees you. That, uh, Lord, help us to have spiritual sight. And uh, when times are, are hard or things are, are, we do not know what to do, that we look up. First thing we do is we look up. And God, uh, may we be a people who love. Uh, speak the truth, but love. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.